fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow, I tell you what, what a day it's been. I've been watching some of the hearings on this whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I haven't talked much about it. wanted to wait until it was all said and done, but it's getting kind of interesting. I think the prosecution's starting to realize that you can't try and persecute someone for defending themselves. <laughs> Even though they try to do what they can to demonize the guy actually defending himself while trying to hype up and defend those that were, you know, actually causing destruction to a city and community. I find that quite interesting. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Hey, welcome in. It's a Thursday, the pre-Friday celebration. It is Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to all of you veterans out there broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Bottom of the hour, Howard Prager. He is the author of multiple books, speaker, executive coach as well. We'll talk with him. Teenagers and, and social media. Are they spending too much time on social media? And how do you start weaning your kids off of social media? Unfortunately, my generation, the millennial generation, uh, just turning, what, 33, a couple, like a month ago, two months ago, whatever it was. I can't remember anymore. Uh, see, getting old. That age starting to creep in on you, right? Uh, that's... I was the last generation, really, that actually had fun outdoors not worrying about social media, not worrying about computers or cell phones. We started to play a little bit of video games, but it was really a limited thing, and you were outside doing your thing most of the time. Can we get that back, and how much time do teenagers today actually spend on social media, and is it good for them or not? So we'll talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Welcome in. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Find us on our social media at the handle at Hoosier Reason. And, of course, the website at HoosierReason.com. First and foremost, happy Veterans Day to every veteran out there. I know we say this a lot, and I try to be the most patriotic show on radio. I don't care. We wave the flag. You can call us the uh, – what do they try to say now that we're the, the radicals, we're the – not patriots because that's what we are, but that's what they try to say, that we're the nutsos, we're the white supremacists, we're the uh, the uh, the Nazis. I don't know what they try to call us anymore. I don't really care. Because nationalism, patriotism is not a bad thing. And we try to be very patriotic each and every day on the program. So happy Veterans Day to everybody out there uh, that is a veteran. God bless you. I mean, I can't do what I do unless you have done what you've done. Anybody in this industry, anybody just going to work on a daily basis, anybody just living their life, they're not able to do what they do unless you've done what you've done. So thank you for that. And we never give enough appreciation to our veterans. We never give enough appreciation to our military because it's always, uh, we don't like the project that you're doing. We don't like the military operation that you're involved in. How dare you actually do that? Drives me nuts. You have orders and you go and and done them and you have sacrificed so much your family sacrificed so much. So thank you. We love you. Happy Veterans Day and God bless you. And I think our first guest is the best way to kick off a Veterans Day program here as we talk about the latest and what's trending. 
What's trending today? Because we have a lot of work to do in the nation. Uh, although, I have to admit, I am extremely excited about our midterm elections next year because I have never seen so much energy from the conservative end, from the Republican side, gearing up for a midterm election. I think the kickoff of that was last week's elections in Virginia, and we've talked a lot about that. But I think that was a solid statement, even from a deep blue state like Virginia, in some aspects, being a deep blue state. I don't think it's all deep blue. Obviously, you've had massive Second Amendment rallies show up there in the tens of thousands of people at the Capitol trying to show they weren't okay with taking firearms away. But in a quote-unquote deep blue state that was Virginia, they made a statement. They're tired of the progressive agenda, and we need to stop this madness. And what bothers me more than really anything else that I think has been an issue for a while is the commander-in-chief in the nation not necessarily ever having a military experience. Now, I'm not saying that we didn't have any good ones. I mean, Donald Trump actually, I thought, did a great job. I, you know, we've actually had some great leaders. But I don't remember the last time that we've actually had a military veteran be commander-in-chief. So how do we stop that? How do we change our communities at the local front, also on the national stage as well? Excited to have on the program. He is a veteran himself, veteran of the U.S. Army, specializing in media relations and communications, and works with American Duty, an organization to help recruit, train, and support conservative veterans to be able to run for elected office. I know. You can find him online, AmericanDuty.org. Excited to have on the program with us here, James Olean with us here. James, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Happy Veterans Day. Yeah, happy Veterans Day, and thank you for your service and what you've done, my friend. It, 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 uh, no one ever says it enough, but it means a lot for us. This is a great organization. This is great what you guys are doing, trying to get veterans active politically to start changing the system. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah, well, I do have a uh, consulting group. It's called General Consulting Shop, and that's what we do. We recruit, train, and elect veterans into office. And I think that uh, the lessons we learned out on the battlefield and in training are, have a direct benefit to the community and can add value to everyone in someone's district or throughout the state. I think we're well uh, we're well suited for a second service of leadership positions here in the state. Yeah. How difficult is it to transition from military service and then going into the private sector to use those specialties, to use those things that you've learned in the military to transition from that just into the workforce in general? It is. And the most difficult thing is adapting your personality and building up a, you know, a lifestyle that you are proud of outside of uniform. For so many years, we've been living inside that uniform. That's our identity. So stepping out of that and into a, a suit or a, um, you know, a, a, a work outfit is difficult because we, we've been trained and we're proud of what we've done. Yeah. And it's difficult for us to uh, to learn how to add value otherwise. So that's the most difficult thing. And I try to help uh, help people that want a second service to do that in the public atmosphere or the public arena. Yeah, that's amazing. What about the, the structure wise? I mean, I've never been in the military. I, I appreciate everyone that's done. And I came really close to doing it out of high school. I ended up not going that direction. Uh, so I can just sit on the radio and yell at people on pol- about politics. <laughs> but uh, the structure, leaving the military and not just going into the workforce, but just Functioning in every day when it seems kind of anarchic and chaotic at times, is it difficult to transition to that when, it, I mean, from what I've heard, at least in the military, things are a little more structured throughout the day? I think the, it, things are more structured, certainly. A good friend of mine is currently getting his commission in the Air Force, and it reminds me of when I was in basic training and 
harkening back to waking up at three in the morning, having breakfast at seven, going to class and doing academics for four hours, going to work out, having an hour to clean your room and then to uh, do personal hygiene and making sure you got all your chores done so you can get to bed and get a little bit of sleep. So it's very structured. One of the most difficult uh, adaptations, I think, is in the military, we know the guy to your left of you and to the right of you is there for you. They're there to help you succeed, and you're there to help them succeed. And that's a difficult relationship to find in the civilian world and to show up every day and be motivated for. I can only imagine when you go into this world where it's kind of a dog-eat-dog where they may be your friend, but when that promotion comes up, they're going to be your worst enemy trying to do whatever they can to get that. That's unfortunate. Have you seen an increase in uh, veterans across the nation wanting or showing interest in wanting to run for office? Very much so, especially those coming back from both Iraq and Afghanistan these past few years. There is a deep-seated motivation that we all have when we stood up to take that oath and serve our country. And we want an opportunity to to influence policy and, you know, add value to something larger than ourselves at the end of the day. So that's what we're all seeking. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And, I mean, a program like this really gets them, I think, like you said, motivated to be able to serve in a different way. Uh, and it's good to see that. Now, what kind of positions, I mean, do you guys help with? I mean, is it anywhere from like local city council all the way up to congressional seats or what do you guys focus on? I've worked on sheriff's um, campaigns. I've worked on congressional and Senate campaigns and gubernatorial. So everything up and down the ballot. It's most important for any veteran that wants to run for office, probably to start off, you know, start off small, honestly. Find out if that's really what they want to do. Because if it is, it's a lot of work to get uh, to get that win on election day. So you really have to know what you want and know how to make it happen. It's also really important to be on someone else's campaign, to learn the ropes, and honestly to see the mistakes being made so that you avoid them in the future. Sure. No, that's very true. And I think a lot of people just get just a, a default respect if they're a veteran running for office. I mean, the fact that they have gone through something, the fact that they are out there putting themselves on the line again, just in a different way politically. I'm assuming the voting base from what you've already seen is already kind of a built in respect for that with uh, at least from the Republican side of the aisle. There is a built in respect for the military and any voter will probably give a military veteran a second look as a candidate. But once they look at them the second time, they better have something good to say. It's almost like uh, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast walking into a bar. Everyone wants to talk to him, but he better have something good to say when he opens his mouth or they'll all walk away to the next guy. That seems kind of like the left side of the aisle. They may look good, but in the soup. But once you start talking to them, they have no clue what they're doing. Uh, we're talking with James <laughs> Olean with American Duty. You can find them at AmericanDuty.org. How many veterans have you guys helped so far through this program? Um, there's been qu- there's been quite a handful of congressionals and down ballot races we've worked on across the country, and um, you know I, there's other ways that veterans can add value to their community. Also, there's an effort that we're doing at American Duty to save lives in Afghanistan and mm-hmm. get the Americans and our Afghan friends out. So uh, we're trying to restore value to um, to how people see America That's that a- way. So there's a lot of ways people can add value. And being elected into office is one of them. That's amazing. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, we haven't heard much in the mainstream media from that situation trying to get people out of Afghanistan. Have you worked hands-on with some of these programs? And where are we? Have we gotten most people out of there? I would say there's uh, there's probably about 500 to 1,000 U.S. citizens that want to get out that haven't. There's probably about 30, well, probably about 40 to 60,000 um, Afghan friends, allies that have worked for the U.S. military or government that are trying to get out. I've spoken with them directly, 
I've had coffee with those that we've gotten out of Afghanistan here in the States. And I've talked to the operators that were at, at Abbey Gate, going over the wall, through the concertina wire, across the sewage, and pulling individuals out one by one until we couldn't do it any longer. Good Lord. Good Lord. It, it, it breaks my heart that we've even had to go down that road, but is it getting better and is it getting easier to get them out or is it getting harder the longer this goes on? It's getting more difficult. Winter setting in and winter out there is about 30 below. They're running out of food. There's been uh, instances where we came back into a safe house and there were a number of people that had perished because of either the cold or starvation. Once the winter sets in, things get more difficult. We're trying to care for them. And there's an active group that I'm working with right now called um, Afghan Medical Corps. And they have a roster of physicians going around the country trying to administer health care. We do food drops. And we were success- one of my coalition groups was successful earlier this week. It was in the New York Times getting out 140 Afghan pilots who were trained by the U.S. and getting them to safety. Man, the fact that we just left them over there, it's unbelievable. It breaks my heart and it just drives me nuts. And I think a lot of people are seeing that. At least you guys and so many other organizations are working on trying to help that one out as well. If people want to contribute, want to help out, or at least want to do something with veterans uh, to at least assist, how can they get a hold of you guys? If they could visit our site at AmericanDuty.org, that's AmericanDuty.org, I'd be happy to answer any questions that they might have uh, on how they could get involved. Even if it's not if it's not just a donation, that's James at AmericanDuty.org. AmericanDuty.org. It's James Olean. James, I appreciate the time, my friend. Again, happy Veterans Day. Thank you guys for all that you're doing. God bless you. We need to get you back on the show again soon. Thank you for everything you do, sir. Hey, appreciate it very much. All right, we'll take a break. We got lots more to get to here on the program. That's uh, that's a heart wrenching story, man. Ah, drive me nuts, man. Uh, we need to support the veterans. That's what we got to do. And what they're doing, even after their service and duty, to still try and help out in the communities and overseas, it's mind-boggling. Those guys, gals, your troopers, keep it up. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today on a Veterans Day pre-Friday celebration. That's the way we roll today on the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. No matter where you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much. Thanks again to James Oline coming on the program. I always think about and what gets me is thinking about military members, men and women that are overseas, that are working at bases, that are doing things that aren't with family during like this time of year, especially for the holidays. And when they're over doing those sorts of things while we're here like gorging ourselves on turkey, which I mean, God bless them for being able to do it because that way we can do what we do. But they never get enough respect. Like I saw and what drove me nuts is today is Veterans Day and between Veterans and I think it's Memorial Day when they do the poppy plants. But I think they should do it today as well, just because. But if you remember the story behind the poppy plants, which is because of all the iron in the soil from World War One and all the blood there, that was the only flower that would grow. And it was the most beautiful thing to them because they were in this crazy trench warfare. The poppy plants would pop up. I know this is more Memorial Day, but uh, it, there's really a point here is that uh, there was a post on social media I saw today that they were using the poppy plant but tried to make it the multicolored thing for the LGBTQ community because they're trying to do the identity politics again as opposed to just allowing a service to remember the memorial of the fallen soldiers for Veterans Day for the actual veterans. And again, if you're part of the LGBTQ as a, as a veteran, cool. I don't really care. It doesn't make any difference to me. But there's such a weird political movement nowadays that we can't just enjoy a holiday for what it is. We can't enjoy Christmas or Thanksgiving without it turning into an identity politics thing. Oh, Thanksgiving, the white people coming over and stealing the land from the Native Americans. Oh, a bunch of jerks. You can't be supporting Thanksgiving. When it's not the purpose of the season, not the purpose of the holiday, with Christmas, you can't be doing that. And for whatever reason, X, Y, and Z, where they just go down the list of just anger. And I feel bad because there's so much weird anger and hate where they just can't let it out. They have to deflect it onto somebody else that it's very troubling to me. But especially for a day like today, when you have the right to protest, you have that tomorrow. There are uh, protests all over the nation, uh, people walking out of their jobs for the, because of the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. We are allowed to do that in this nation without the government coming in and persecuting us, rounding us up, throwing us in jail or killing us. We are allowed to do that because of what these soldiers do today on the day of that celebration. And it's Veterans Re- uh, Recognition Month as well, so we have the whole month to remember it. We should be remembering it all year long. But today's the day for us to remember that, so tomorrow we're allowed to practice our protests and our and our standing up for our values, our right to life, liberty, and private property, our right to be able to uh, freely gather and protest, our right to express and keep and bear arms, our right to have an expedient uh, 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 you know, at least the Fourth Amendment with uh, unreasonable searches and seizures. You have the right of those things. 
because we've had soldiers defending our Constitution and defending our way of life in this nation that a lot of people just take for granted. And not only do they take it for granted, they bash those because they're evil, they're part of the system, they've killed individuals, they're horrible human beings, you're not allowed to, to how dare you even think of that? And it's really sad to me that they actually go down that road. So while we talk about Thanksgiving, which is, by the way, two weeks away from today, hard to believe, I know, we need to remember the soldiers that aren't able to actually be there and aren't able to actually see family. And at the same time, we have our government that's not focused on that fact. What they are focused on, on whether you're actually allowed to see the family, even if you don't be part of the military. Imagine that for a second. You you're not part of the military. Maybe you have to work. Okay, then you can see not going to the family dinner. But we still have the government saying, I don't really know if you're gonna be allowed to get together with family and friends this year because of COVID nineteen. That's probably gonna kill grandma if you actually go and see her. However, we do see a headline from thehill.com. Thanksgiving air travel is on track to exceed the pre-pandemic level, so that's good news. People just don't care anymore. And grandma's already survived about, you know, one or two years with COVID already. You know, I think we're going to be all right. Most people have gotten the shots they want to. Other people that haven't gotten the shots. I wonder, show of hands, how many families are going to be requiring a COVID-19 vaccination card in order to walk into the family dinner for Thanksgiving in two weeks. Hmm. That'll make you think. Lots more coming up when we come back. Howard Prager, he'll be joining us here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Again, happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. What a day it's been already. Halfway through the program, the fastest hour of radio on radio. Multiple stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and the podcasting we have going on. Right now, I want to step away from the politics for just a minute. There's a lot of craziness in the world. We'll get to the Kyle Rittenhouse hearings going on in just a little bit. We'll also get into the latest on the COVID stuff because apparently, like, some are trying to say you can't go to the family dinners for Thanksgiving unless you have your COVID-19 vaccine card. (laughs) I know. We'll get to all that in a minute here. But I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about something non-political. I am, and I said this at the beginning of the program, I am... 
really one of the last generations, being 33, being part of the millennial crowd, one of the last generations that didn't have the social media growing up. Really didn't. I mean, we. I remember the massive big box computer in my late elementary, early middle school where we started learning how to type and everything. I learned how to type in my late middle school at times. And by then, the computers were relatively cool. But uh, I remember, really, there were not a whole lot of computers. That wasn't really a thing. I mean, we had video games. We played those once in a while. But outside of that, like, man, I will. I, I did break a tear. And I will tell this story real quick. We had my, I can't remember what age I was. I want to say I was right around like six or seven. I got my very first video game system. The, the very first Nintendo, not the Super Nintendo, the first original Nintendo. A year later, we had a house fire and it melted and I lost all my games in the entire system. After that, I didn't play a whole lot of video games for a long time. I didn't really get on the computer. I was just outside most of the time. My generation's really the last generation to be able to claim that. Because now... You go to an elementary school, you see five-year-olds and six-year-olds walking around with earbuds playing on their laptops or their iPads, and I just don't get it. Are they spending too much time on there, and what can we do about it? And what can we do to make the world just a little bit better? Because to me, although I have a lot of social media for the show, which you can find us at Who's Your Reason on all the social media sites, it's pretty vicious. And you should believe some of the hate messages we get for being a political talk show host. So uh, talking about some of this and more, super excited to have on the program. He is author of the book, Make Someone's Day, Becoming a Memorable Leader in Work and Life. He is an author. He's a speaker. He's an executive coach and also president of Advanced Learning. Super excited to have on the program with us here, Howard Prager. Howard, how are you, my friend? Andy, I'm good and delighted to be on your show. And uh, just a shout out to all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service. It's Amen great to, to be able to have a day to recognize you. Yes. Happy Veterans Day to all of them out there. This is a great book. And I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because even like day to day, it's weird. Everything gets politicized and even Veterans Day somehow gets politicized in a negative light. And it drives me nuts. Uh, there's too much hate out there, Howard. What can we do to make this better? And I know a lot of it is kind of the cesspool that is social media. The problem is there's a lot of young kids that actually spend the majority of their day on social media. Yeah, I just saw a statistic, uh, uh, Andy, that, that just well, I couldn't believe it. It said that um, the average kid spends eight hours on screen time, and that doesn't include school. Doesn't include so, school. Wow. It doesn't include school. Eight hours? That's crazy. So, so yeah, we, I, I, yeah, I love the fact that you grew up playing outside. I feel terrible to hear about the, the fire that you had. Oh, my God. Had that, <laughs> that was had devastating. That was devastating. Yeah. My oh, first I'm video sure game system. And that was gone, man. That's, uh... I know. I know. But, you know, um, we, all, we all can appreciate one another a little bit more. We can all pull together in ways by just thinking about simple ways to make someone's day. And you can do that um, online for those who like doing things online. You can do that in person. It can be done simply. Um, there's just a lot of ways. And I feel like if we can come together as a country and people and start thinking about making someone's day, we can get beyond some of the just the rhetoric that's out there. And everyone can walk away feeling so much better. Very true. Uh, being in politics myself and doing the political talk stuff, I have noticed that in society we've lost the ability to actually have a formal, rational, civil debate. We don't know how to take a, a point and be like, all right, you know, I get it, and then do a counterpoint, or be like, you know what, I see where you're coming from here, but what about this, and play the devil's advocate. We don't have that anymore, and I think largely because of social media, to where when you make a point, someone says, oh, I don't like you, so therefore you're a Nazi racist, or racist fascist. 
I see it all the time, and it's frustrating because even on the radio, encouraging people to have a dialogue and say, you know what, let's find some common ground and commonality here. Then we can find where we differ and where we can find some stuff moving forward. It's really hard to do today. Is that one thing, do you think, that's kind of driving the wedge in society in today's times? Yes, I, th- I think I think you're right. I think that people just just take sides and they build they build barriers. And I think to, we just need to lower those barriers. So let's talk a little bit about um, this holiday that's coming up, Thanksgiving, yeah. where we've got an opportunity to get together with with friends and family. And I think it's the time. It's a great time to be able to get beyond things and get beyond the. Um, grudges or frustrations, anything else, and just start appreciating one another more. Yeah. Um, and there's simple ways to do that. Let's, so I'll just talk a little bit about, about Thanksgiving, right? Um, start by just expressing your gratitude. Take time to thank someone um, who's helped make your day. Maybe it was a teacher, a parent, relative, or friend growing up uh, when you are younger, or a boss, mentor as you got older, um, who may have encouraged you, supported you, helped you find a job or get promoted. They believed in you then, and believe it or not, they believe in you now. Yeah. So this holiday, just extend your appreciation to them for their efforts. And it's simple. Call them, send a note, take them to lunch, tell them that what they did helped you to get to where you are today and how their kindness made a difference in your life. And then what's going to happen is more often than not, Andy, you're going to get, they're going to say, oh my gosh, you made my day by telling me this. And when they say those words, the most powerful words someone can say to you as far as an appreciation, you are going to feel, uh, your mirror neurons are going to light up and you're going to feel good as well. It really does reinforce the idea of Christmas time that it feels better to give a gift than to receive something like that. It feels like this, like you mentioned, even if it's not a gift, just a shout out, whether it's a tag on social media, hey, thank you for leading me to where I'm at, or thank you for guiding me. Do we still see a lot of that in the workforce right now of, you know, a, a boss instead of the micromanagement of saying, hey, let me train you? In the radio industry, it's hard because a lot of talk show hosts don't like to train the up-and-comers because they're afraid they're going to be the competition in a few years down the road. Uh, So I don't see that a whole lot in my industry, but I know there's a lot of different jobs and industries to where the boss is actually like, hey, let me take you under my wing, and hopefully you can surpass me and become CEO of the company one of these days. Yes, yes. Is, is, wouldn't, wouldn't that be great if more of that happened? Yeah. I, I, and I think it can. I really do. And I'll tell you, it's so important right now. You know, we're dealing with something called the Great Resignation. Um, where 30 to 40 percent of people are out there looking, actively looking for new jobs um, mm. for for all sorts of reasons, right? And and so organizations, the smart companies are doing all they can to keep and retain their best and brightest talent because we don't want to see it going down the street to competitor or someone next door. We'd like to stay, have you stay here. Yeah. And so using the concept of make someone's day can really be a great retention device for uh, bosses and organizations. I love it. It's an also way, I mean, and especially utilizing and reinforcing the idea of social media, doing some type of good deed of the day, not just for someone you know, but just a random stranger on the street. I mean, is that still a thing? Because I don't hear much about it anymore. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It sure is, Andy. It's a great way to be able to um, 
just just let, let me give you some so a couple examples of that because uh, I'm, I'm gonna go go two places. First, I want to go with the random stranger on the street. So so we see homeless people, and and you know this holiday season, maybe let's not be judgmental as to why they're homeless or why they're needy. Let's just take and face value that they're needed, that they are needy, and so what. Someone I know has done is they've when they've gone out to breakfast they they you know you ask for their sides and they get the pancakes but they don't eat the pancakes they get them in a to go to go box and they bring syrup and butter and I'll tell you why in a moment and then they bring the pancakes and they give them to a homeless person who's 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 needy and um and they light up yeah. but what's more is why the syrup and butter. Because she said when she did that the first time to a homeless person, they said, this is really nice, but, you know, cold pancakes are kind of dry, so it would be possible if you can bring syrup. Mm. And so she has now, I've got the story in the book, she never forgets the syrup because she knows that that is, that's the part that really makes someone's day. The icing on the cake. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I like that analogy. That's great. Oh, I, I love that. We got just about a minute left here before we have to let you go. We're talking with Howard Prager, howardprager.com. You can find the website. You can find the book, Make Someone's Day. Uh, advice for teenagers nowadays that are trying to battle the personal relationship with actually someone, you know, friend, family, significant other, whatever, in person, and then trying to handle that social media life. What type of advice would you give them today? So, uh, you know what, the like button uh, or making a comment on social media, making a positive comment, not only will make you feel better, but it's going to make the your, your friend or contact feel better as well. So why not go ahead and do that and make that positive comment on a post, um, you know, be genuine, of course, but if you make that positive comment, it's going to come back to you. And social media has that way of, of, of being round robin, right? Um, the, the like button was, was invented just as a way to get for all of us to get little bits of positivity and affirmation in the world. So let's take advantage of that. Let's make some of the positive comments online to really start the dialogue and make others feel good and in turn make us feel good. I love it. HowardPrager.com is the website. Make Someone's Day is the book. Howard, it's great to talk to you, my friend. I'm glad you came on. i got to get you back on the show again soon. Excellent. Would love to. Thank you, Andy. Hey, pers- Have a wonderful day. You as well. Appreciate that. Lots more coming up on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out. Last segment before we wrap up today for a pre-Friday celebration, a veterans pre-Friday celebration. Happy Veterans Day to you. Kind of a nice warm story there in that last segment. Appreciate how we're coming on the program. Kind of a nice conversation. I, I do. I enjoyed that. At least it feels good. Some people are out there trying to do good in the world. Now, we fight the political battle every day, but a lot of times we come on in preparation for war, right? We're angry. We're fired up. The other side's messing up the country. The other side's attacking our freedoms. The other side's going after our liberties. We're angry and we want to change it. And that's the mindset that we're in a lot of times when sometimes you just have to step back and say, you know what, let's do something good. Kill them with kindness. And I've gotten to the point, at least with me, where, you know, it, we can beat them on ideas and you don't have to get into the trenches and argue with them. Like you lay out the facts and lay out what's going on and it's up to them. You can lead a horse to the trough. You can't make them drink from it. Lay out the facts. We're here. If you don't like it, then sorry. If you don't agree with the opinion, that's cool. And I'm still open to hearing your opinion. Maybe you got a better idea as well. And let's spar a little bit in a healthy manner. Look, you got to remember, I I grew up at least before against social media to where when you debated, None of it was personal. It could get heated. It could get maybe a little emotional. But politics, I mean, it's a very emotional thing because you want to see the right thing happen for your country. But at the end of the day, like the person that you're debating against, it shouldn't be emotional against them. You could say, hey, uh, I need, I believe in limited government, less taxes, less spending, more individual liberty. And someone else could say, you know what, I'm a socialist and I want to believe in bigger government and high taxes and the social safety nets. And we could say, well, that's not very bright and very smart because it's kind of a low IQ mentality that screwed up a whole lot of people. (laughs) You could say that, or you could do the more like, hey, let's remember how many times it's been tried in the world and let's remind everybody how many times it's actually screwed over a lot of people by actually putting them into tyranny and into slavery. Let's remind ourselves here. Like, I know you want to do good, and I say this all the time on the show. There are two types of progressives. There are the ones that are the bleeding hearts that want to do good and honestly think that they are doing the right thing for humanity to take care of people, and those people have the good intentions just going about it the wrong way. And then there are the elites up there that know that it's going what it's going to do in the end game, and they do it for their own personal power and control or profits or whatever, and then they use the bleeding hearts as the nice little pawns that they are to do their dirty work. And it's sad. But I'm telling you, we have some waking up to do and we need to come together regardless of vaccination status or regardless of political opinion or whatever going into Thanksgiving. we got to bring back the civility again. 
And I say that more the mindset of getting rid of social media or at least minimizing. Again, I reinforce my daughter will not be getting a cell phone until like high school. She's already in sports. She's actually starting basketball. Can you believe it? Seven-year-old, second grader, starting basketball. And they have basketball season for like all of December and January. It's going to be crazy. So I got to prepare myself for that one now, too. She's growing up, getting involved in all this stuff. Yeah, so we got to get ready for that one. At the same time, we hear with this inflation rate, with the lack of food that's actually out there and available. Here's the headline from CNN today. Freezing Thanksgiving pies and boiling beans. How Americans are coping with the rising prices. Imagine, if you will, the side that wants the higher prices, the side that wants higher taxes, the side that, want, the side that wants bigger government. They're the ones in control right now. They're the ones doing things. Republicans are in the minority on the House of Representatives, and they're in the minority in the Senate. We don't have control. We don't have power. We can maybe rein it in a little bit to be a little bit more moderate for the one or two moderate Democrats and the few moderate Republicans that they want to win over. Outside of that, Democrats, you're running rampant with this stuff. You have no one to blame in high interest rates and high inflation rates and the lack of stuff in the supply demand chain other than you. You said that a COVID would be over when Biden got into office. You said that COVID would be done and we'd be reopened back up. You said that we wouldn't have social programs like this anymore. You said things would get back to normal and even better by making by building America back or building back better whatever your stupid plan is. Now we're to the point where we have a 6.5% inflation rate and people are pulling out the frozen stuff from two years ago in their deep freeze and trying to boil beans and going to be saving the bacon grease out of cooking every day because they're going to need to save it because they won't be able to get Crisco in the grocery store any longer thanks to what you've done. You've created another Great Depression where we're now worse off in debt than what we were even during the Great Depression. And you're trying to say that this is a good thing for the U.S. economy and that this is what people actually want. There's only so far that the delusion can go on before you have to wake up. Remember the episode of House, House MD, Dr. Greg House, where he was in the coma from after being shot. He had to wake himself up by pushing his mind to the limit where it didn't make sense anymore. This is where we're at now. Democrats, you need to wake yourselves up. Progressives, you need to wake yourself up and push yourself to the limit to where you have to challenge. Is this still reality? Because right now, no one's buying the garbage that you're selling going into the holidays. We're going to celebrate regardless of vaccination status. We're going to celebrate regardless of whether you have supply demand chains. You're not going to be the that stole Christmas because we're going to enjoy with or without presents. It's okay. That's my spiel. Happy Veterans Day. We'll see you back on the radio tomorrow for a Friday to wrap up the week. Stay here. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.